there, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. And this week we are on the finale! We did it! We made it through two whole seasons of Will and Grace! Yay! Yay! We are one quarter of the way through all of Will and Grace to date. Yep. Thanks for joining us for two seasons, everybody. Um, it's weird that we started this, what, almost a year ago? Yeah, we did, because a um, little bit of backstory. We actually started recording episodes before we put them out, so we had mm-hmm. a bank of about five or six before we actually did it. We're getting close to the one-year anniversary of us releasing our first episode, though. So, yeah. yeah, we've been doing this for about a year. Yeah, so it's it's great to have been doing it. Thanks so much for listening. We're glad you're here. Yeah, so um, let's get into the episode. Because yeah. we got a lot to talk about, and we're going to try not to make this an hour-long episode. I mean... Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> we did promise it would be long, just not maybe double-sized. Yeah. So, we'll see. Well, uh, let's get started. So, here's a summary for this week's episode. Ben, her, <gasps> unknown to Will... Grace has a romantic dalliance with his boss, Ben, Gregory Hines. But when Will finds out, she makes him promise not to interfere. Rosario informs Jack she wants a divorce so she can marry Karen's gardener. Ben and Jack compete at tap after Jack boasts about his fancy dancing. What? And the season ends with living arrangements taking an interesting twist for the four Manhattan friends. Let's hold up for a sec. That was a mouthful. That was incorrect. But only three-fourths correct. No, the tap dancing thing, that already happened. Yeah, that was, what, two weeks ago? Oh, you're right. That was two weeks ago. The tap dancing originally came from There But For The Grace Of Grace. Oh, my God. That was two weeks ago. That was just yeah. that episode I hated, so I didn't care. <laughs> oh, my God. Who wrote this? I'm... I'm Some s- NBC injured. I'm bringing a suit against the person who wrote this because I cannot believe them. Good luck. Will Truman will be my lawyer. <laughs> uh, a plot coming soon on season nine of Will and Grace. <laughs> will Truman gets meta. <laughs> well, okay, so that episode description was super long, but admittedly yes. this felt like one really long episode. Right, so this was technically a two-parter, but like when we were watching it on the DVD, they had this like previously on, and we're like, we don't need this. Yeah. This is not necessary. Right. And they aired it the same day, so it was kind of dumb to put it in. And it was weirdly out of order. It was weird because I've also read that in syndication, like, uh, this episode, they air it as, like, kind of spliced together one one episode. Like, they they don't air them back to back. They just, like, shove them both together somehow. That makes sense. I don't know what gets sacrificed in that, but... Probably a bunch of boring shit. That's fine. (laughs) R.I.P. boring shit. But it's really fun. Um, It all starts off because Will and Grace are reading this Pillars of Happiness thing, which (laughs) I love the idea of. Yeah, that was pretty funny. I don't remember what magazine it was in. Me either. It was like Life or... Something very gay. you know. Um, But it was like, what are the five Pillars of Happiness? And they were health, family, love, relationships, and work. You see, when I heard that, the first thing my brain went to was the five Pillars of Islam, because apparently I still remember like sophomore year world history. Yeah, that's very different. It's very different. I mean, yeah, those are not the same. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> it's kind of a clever setup, and it really works for this episode because those are all things that Will and Grace have a lot of problems with. Right. Me, except their health. Yeah, yeah, they both seem objectively healthy. Right. I don't know. My response to this was that Will was a little smug in his, <laughs> in his oh, I win, I win, I have all five pillars of happiness. Fuck you, Grace. Yeah, it's, it's not just a sitcom trope, it's a life trope that once you're like, I have all the keys of happiness is immediately when something terrible happens to you. Yes, but it's especially when you start bragging about how you're so much happier than everyone else mm-hmm. and your best friend doesn't punch you in the face because she's nice, mm-hmm. but then your life falls apart. That's why it's important for best friends to punch each other in the face. Always punch your friends in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Just right in the face. Uh. But yeah, so um, Will is like, oh yeah, I have a hot date with this hot guy named Alex. Yep. 
so that's his love life. Like he says he's got a good relationship with his parents, which that's not real. Is not true as <laughs> we've seen earlier this season. But okay, deny, deny, deny. <laughs> but yeah, keep lying to yourself, Will. And then he's like, then he makes fun of Grace for not having like the S in friendships, but he right. doesn't have that either. I don't think he can talk considering his only two friends are Grace and Jack. Right. Like, like, and I yes. guess Robin Ellen. Like, yes. they're all friends with Robin Ellen. And so. then, like, Grace has Robin Ellen and Karen, but, like, not really Karen. So, like, she has less friendships than Will. But Will's not standing on a very strong pillar there. Yeah, it sort of feels like he's teetering on the edge of falling off into the abyss that is friendlessness. <laughs> and making fun of her while he does it. Right. Which is just rude. And his job... Like, he didn't have one six months ago. Right, like, he's like, yeah, my job's the greatest. It's like, but you're still new at this firm. Like, you can't really, like, you shouldn't be comfy enough to be bragging about your job yet. Admittedly, he does know that he has job security because he's a diversity hire. I mean. Which, I feel like we haven't talked about enough on this show that Will just kind of, like, owns that. He's like, yeah, I'll be the diversity hire. Yeah, I wouldn't be okay with that. But But anyways, I, well, I might be. It depends on uh, how much money I get. I might be if it was a lot of money. Like. I mean, I've definitely applied for, like, the diversity hire of scholarships before, so. (laughs) Um, It's like, I'm queer, damn it, give me money! (laughs) But that kind of becomes the the focal point of the episode. Really more than anything that happens with Karen or Jack or Rosario. Is that Will decides to help Grace fulfill her pillars of friendship somehow by making... pillars of happiness. Yeah, that's right. Will tries to help Grace fulfill her pillars of happiness by making himself happier. Yeah. By getting her and Ben to not be mean to each other? Yeah. So, like, the whole thing starts because he's like, blah, 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 my job. And she's like, and he's like, oh, but I'm sad because you never visit me at work for lunch anymore. And she's like, oh, well, I hate the view. And he's like, I have a view of the park. She's like, well, I hate Ben. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, admittedly, I'd kind of forgotten before this episode that they had that contentious relationship because they haven't brought it up in a while. Mm-hmm. But if we all remember earlier in the season, the reason that we meet Ben just in the first place is because Grace is suing him. Yes. Um, which has been kind of on a very, very low burn all season. Yes. But, like Grace, I also hate Ben Doucette, but then Mm -hmm. I don't change my mind. Right. But, so yeah, so Will basically, like, throws a dinner to get them all to be chummy, and then he steps outside to take a call from his hot new lover. Who he's been on zero dates with. No, one date. It was one date. That's right. Because he kept canceling the second date. Yes, that was right. So, he, which... Follow up. That guy was like, let's get brunch on my birthday. Like, I would never, as a second date, go out on my birthday with someone no, as a second date. That guy's a crazy person. No, that's we'll insane. Dodge the bullet. That's insane. That guy has no pillar of friendships. That guy needs help. Like, he needs, <laughs> he needs an assistant. Like, he needs an assistant who will pretend to be his friend. He needs to hire a friend. Oh, like Aaron Rodgers. Hashtag sick burn. Oh. Hashtag Packers burn. Hashtag that ain't a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. The... Result of this, of course, is that Grace and Ben start batting. Right, because... Which I love. Ugh, no. Well, because the thing is, Ben, like, reels her in with this story that he definitely tells everyone. It's like the naked man and its effectiveness. Yeah, that's Where he's like, I married the love of my life, and she died, and then I married someone who I thought was like her, but she wasn't, and I have two beautiful daughters, and I'm just like, fuck you, I don't <laughs> care. Like... I understand this is supposed to humanize him, but as someone who already thinks he's a demon with horns, like, I just don't care. Like, I just, I'm not invested. I don't care. I don't understand why Grace's panties get wet after that, but whatever. Grace is just really not having a lot of success in her love pillar. I guess, because she's still apparently dating weird Josh? Yeah. Josh is going to be admittedly less weird every episode, but, like, he's starting from such a low bar. Yeah. 
this is if you've forgotten already because how could you not this is the guy who is like giving her like leafs that reminded (laughs) him of grace (laughs) and shit and it was very new agian that is not like that admittedly no she wants two different guys to date i guess it's good to pick polar opposites but oh man like oh she has so many bad choices i hate ben so much yeah well the other thing about ben that's frustrating but not bad as we're going to talk about later in the episode is that Will walks in on him pulling the same move on Grace with someone totally different. Right. So like really early on. Like at the I mean it's it's at the cliffhanger level, but it's at the end of the episode. Part one, yeah. At the end of part one, yeah. Yeah, because so basically earlier in the episode we see uh Ben and Grace are dancing on top of the conference table. Which is a weird move. Which is a weird move, but okay, I guess I've been there where you do weird shit because it seems romantic in the moment. Right. And so then later in the episode Will hears the music come on and people in the conference room dancing, so he assumes it's Grace, and he goes to tell her something, and it is not Grace. Gracie, I've got good news. You're not Gracie, and this is not good news. Which would have been much better if they hadn't been segued into a weird previously on. But right, like, no, because part. that's the thing is like that was the end of part one, and then it like started again with like previously on Will and Grace. Right. Crazy news! Wow. So, anyways, I was surprised by that, if only because it felt really early. For Will to find out about that. I mean... I, I get where it posi- is positioned, like, long-term, but yeah. it didn't... I don't know. Frankly, like, to me, this really... I, that was, I had a lot of problems empathizing with Will in this episode because he was kind of smug in the beginning and then kind of an idiot for the rest of it. Right. So, like, this is the only time when, like, the big reveal happens of, <gasps> Ben's dating another person is I was also on his side of, like, yeah, Ben's a dirtbag. Fuck that guy. <laughs> but then, like... Is it's revealed? Will does not have all of the information, right? And he, so he behaves very rashly, right? I mean, he he responds by being feeling bad about it and like wanting to tell Grace, but then not telling Grace, right? And then like, but then quits his job. Well, th- that's where the Jack and Karen plot comes in, though, right? Um, let's talk about that a little bit too, sure. and then we move on. So, underneath all the stuff with Will and Grace happening. Jack and Karen have been fighting because Jack comes home one night with his new lover, Fernando, or Fernando or something. It's Fernando because he keeps singing the Alba song. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, so he comes home with his new lover, Fernando, and he's like, I'm just going to check in on my wife, and I'll be fine. Because he thinks that he has pissed Rosario off because he missed their anniversary. That's right, because it's their anniversary. It's their paper anniversary. It's their first anniversary, so he comes he, home <laughs> with paper towels and roses. <laughs> and she's like, oh, thank you so much, Cha-Cha. I, yeah. I, I can check this off my list night. now. Like, right. Have fun on your date. But then he like turns around to say something else to her to discover that <gasps> it's Gardner! Gardner's in the bed with her! And she's like, we want to get married! <laughs> <laughs> and so Jack is like, you think that he was a scorned woman in his reaction. Mm-hmm. So then he decides to go after Karen in court. Right. Because he wants to continue living life as he's become accustomed. It is a completely nonsense episode in that it involves Jack being upset because he forgot his wife's anniversary yes. and being upset because his wife is cheating on him. Right. And suing his landlord for kind alimony. And he sort of like, basically, I don't know how he took this to court because that would have required admitting the fact that this was a green card marriage. No, no, no. I figured it out when they were talking about it in the office. So he didn't actually go to court over it, although they framed it that way in the episode. Right. You can hire an arbitrator oh, to settle any dispute, okay, okay. and that's what they did. So they went I to arbitration. See. I see. I was just thinking that they're like in a courtroom, and I'm like, how could you take her to court if you without revealing no. this? That makes a lot more so sense. Okay. He basically like he sues her in court, but like yes. really like 
he calls Will and they go to arbitration. Right. Well, that's the thing is that's where the conflict comes in is that Will can't represent Jack against Karen because Karen is his client. Right. So then very frustrated at Ben. for And that's really Ben's concern. Ben doesn't yes. give a fuck about this stuff with Grace. Oh, he gives no fucks. Like they're fighting and he's like, you're going to do this or else. And Will's like, well, I quit. And then I, I remember writing down like, wait, did he really quit? <laughs> Spoiler, he did. It doesn't last very long, but he well, did. And Ben is kind of like, don't do that. Yeah, Ben's like, no, you're not going to do it. He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to quit. And he's like, no, you're not. (laughs) He does, kind of. Kind of. Yeah, so. The Jack and Karen kind of feels both plot driven because it needs to happen to get Will to quit his job. Yes. And it needs to happen to push Jack out of Karen's apartment. It's a little plot driven, but it's also functional because we know that in season three, Jack can't be still living with Rosario. Well, we don't know that, but I mean, apparently you do. I mean, as I and other people who've seen this show before, <laughs> no, Jack does not live with Rosario. I mean, I three, thought so. Will and Grace were moving back in together at the end of season two. Yeah, how are you feeling about that? that well, we'll happen. get to that. <laughs> so it's it's functional in the sense of that, yes, but it's a surprise. Yes. That we are committing to this and that Jack really leaves. Yeah, Jack know? leaves. Oh, Rosario then, wants to marry Gardner. I mean... There's this beautiful scene where he has a sit down with... Uh, Klaus von Puppy and Guapo the Bird. To Poor Klaus von Puppy to and Guapo. that Mommy and Daddy aren't splitting up because they don't love them anymore, but they're going to be living in separate places. <laughs> the reason they stayed together so long was because of how much they loved them. <laughs> it's just very funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, those porger animals. Klaus von Puppy is so cute. It also serves as a good comic relief for the more dramatic elements of Will and Grace's plot. Right, because like Will is just kind of having this intense meltdown because as all this stuff is happening, he also keeps pushing back this date. Right. So he pushes back the date to handle Jack's court case, and then he pushes back the date again to make Grace dinner. He's sacrificing his love pillar for his work. Yes. And he's sacrificing his work for his friend. Yes. And he's sacrificing his friend for, what was it again? A poop joke. It was a poop joke. It was terrible. Yeah, well, anyways, that's not the point. The The point is that because Will responds in this way, his entire life falls apart. Right. And so it's really great that we have these funny things that Jack and Karen are doing to make us feel better about that. Yes. So then essentially we have this moment where he comes home and he's finally, he's breaking the news to Grace and he's Mm -hmm. trying to be very tender and nice about it because she's like getting ready to go on a date and he's like oh fuck me like damn it like i gotta stop her from going on this date right and then out of the elevator walks not ben but josh right because and this is my favorite part because this is just such a smart plot twist this plot twist would stand up in 2017 oh it would they're seeing multiple people they're not exclusive right there are so many plot lines that would be totally resolved, even in 2017 sitcoms, if the people were just not exclusive. Yeah. Like, of course, they're, like, quote, cheating on each other because none of them are serious yet. Right. Like, Grace has two boyfriends. Yeah. Ben is dating those Grace, t- and, Grace that other, and that other girl. Yeah. Who Grace knows, which is hilarious. Yeah, she calls her the girl with the Macy Gray hair. Yes. And then, like, then there's this beautiful moment where she's talking and she's like, and Josh is seeing me and... Wait. Josh, what's her name again, hon? And then she, he, like, yells back, like, Stacy or something. Right. Like, but, yeah, so all of them are seeing multiple people at once. And they once. all know about the other people's persons. Which partners, is, maybe? I don't know. I don't want to say partners. That would be less ridiculous sounding. Sex partners? They all know about everyone's sex partners, yes. Yes. So which like, is very healthy. Which is very healthy, because if you're sleeping with people who are also sleeping with other people, it's good to be on the same page about, like, condom usage and shit. Plus, if you find out that you don't like the person that you're sleeping with, maybe the person they're sleeping with is a better match for you. I think that only happens if you're bisexual. Or gay. Fair. The gay more ratio. you know. 
a really big problem. That's not the bisexual a community is really just pressing down on the gays, just trying to erase them and saying everyone is bisexual. I literally saw this thing on Tumblr the other day that I needed to tell everyone about. So it was like it was this text post where and it's like when you're talking to yourself. So it was like mm-hmm. me at me. Haha, <laughs> you're so gay. Me at me. Stop bisexual erasure. And I'm like, oh, that's literally me because I'm always doing that. I'm like, haha, I'm so gay. But really, I buy you guys. I just want you to know that I'm not erasing my bisexual identity. You're a political lesbian. I am not a political lesbian. Fuck you. No, I just mean like in the sense that like it was historically meant like you are a political lesbian in that you're like, yeah, I'm here and I'm queer. Like now you would say that you're queer. Yeah, I'm a political bisexual. Right, okay. I you are mean, a political bisexual, though. I am a political bisexual. <laughs> I'm also a political woman because I identify more of, like, a queer gender identity. But in, like, politics, I am a political woman. I will always side for ladies. That's what I'm saying. Okay, but that doesn't make me a lesbian. I understand it doesn't make you a lesbian. You like, can't say that. Like, I'm a romantic Stop lesbian. Stop bisexual erasure! <laughs> Let me be a romantic lesbian! You don't get to be a lesbian! <laughs> I hope our neighbors can hear us shouting this at each other. Me too. They did mention to us that they heard us, like, scream shouting when Moonlight won Best Picture. But, like, to be fair, they, they said they were also scream shouting, so right. it didn't make me feel quite so bad. So, anyways, before we were lesbians, what? Before we were lesbians, we were talking about the plot twist in this episode. And it's a real doozy because, considering that this episode is kicked off by Grace dating Ben, she's not actually in the episode that much. She's which really not. explains why Will comes to this wrong conclusion. Right. Well, that's the thing is we consistently see Will make all these decisions without consulting with Grace. Yep. And they are poor decisions. Yeah. So, like, he decides to, like, morally stand up for Grace and Jack by Mm -hmm. quitting his job. But he's wrong to do that. But he's wrong to do that. And so, like, he, like, literally when he finds out that Grace is going on a date with Josh and that she's seeing multiple people at once... He's like, well, I quit my job over this, which mm-hmm. objectively is not why he actually quit his job, but let, whatever, let's have, right. let him have that. And Grace is like, well, call him. Like, I'll explain. Like, this was all a misunderstanding. Right. And so, like... But then he's like, I have to fix it myself. Right, which, which is, is... bonkers. Like, I, I get that. Like, right. we, we've talked a lot about the codependent relationship that Will and Grace right. have, and we've talked a lot about the codependent relationship that I have. And I get it. Sometimes you feel like you just need to resolve a situation yourself. Right. But I think that Grace makes a good point of, like, that's just not how they operate in general. Mm -hmm. Like, they just don't fix themselves. They fix each other. Right. And so, like, for him to just decide that he's going to fix it ultimately leads to him not fixing it and making a very weird decision. And the decision is to leave there on a jet plane. Why did you make that so, like, Don't minor key? Don't know when he'll creepy. be back again. Yeah. That's just how the song goes. Have you never heard Leaving on a Jet Plane? I have, but it doesn't sound so ominous. Well, it doesn't when like, Elton John's I'm singing it. Or John Denver? On a jet plane. Whatever John is singing in that song. I don't know. How do you not know? You were just singing it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know shit about shit, though. It I sounds, listen to NPR. It sounds like the sort of song that either Elton John or John Denver would sing. Tune into show notes to find out whether it's Elton John or John Denver. If you aren't aware, our show notes are on Medium. <laughs> um, Shameless self-promotion. Anyways. So, yeah. um, We should also mention that Jack has now moved into Will's apartment as this is happening. Right. Because this does become relevant. Because Grace, the next morning, like, shows up to be like, okay, Will, I'm here to take care of you. We're going to drink, like, blended drinks and eat donuts. And we're just going to really figure it out. Your and life. Will is just not there. Right. Because he's gone to a Caribbean island. Yes. Which is not, like... The most graceful solution to his problems. But, like, I see how that seemed right in the moment. The thing that I have a problem with with this is this is, like, a consistent, like, thing that you see across media. Is when things get too much for people, they just up and leave. Mm-hmm. 
And that just doesn't make sense because when you leave, you don't leave all of your shit behind because most of your shit is internal shit. Mm-hmm. So when when you leave, you take yourself with you. Like right. you you don't leave all of your own garbage behind because it comes with. So mm-hmm. then you're just like in a new place, festering in your old shit without any of the support system that you have in your previous place. So like, on the other hand, Will looks real fucking relaxed. He does not at all. He's like writing like a captain's log on like an uncomfortable looking bench. Some people like writing captain's logs right before they go lay on the beach all day. He's like, captain's log, I am entirely alone. <laughs> no one can find me. And then immediately like someone like is like, telephone call for you. It's Ben Doucette. <laughs> He's like, apparently people can find me. This is exactly the decision I could see Will making when he feels like, I need to make a decision without Grace. It's to be really impulsive and un-Will Truman. And in the sense that I think self-evolution is healthy... I think it's smart of Will to act out of character. Because acting in character is what got him in this mess. Fair. Like, by acting, like, really self-absorbed and, like, really, like, I know what's best for everyone. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm the hero. Like, I'm the little gay savior. I'm a good little gay boy. That's what got him into this mess. So doing something completely irresponsible and running away to a Caribbean island is not that. It doesn't solve the problem, Mm-mm. but I see how he thinks it would solve the problem. Right, but like that's just my entire broader point about this genre of running away, is that when you run away, it does not actually inherently solve the real problems. Right. In that, sure, he like lost his job, and he fucked up his potential love life with this guy, Alex, and like Jack and Grace mm-hmm. and all that nonsense, but like it, it didn't actually fix any of it to just go live in the Caribbean for a hot sec. I would actually argue, and this is reading too much into the episode, this isn't, like, textually supported, but we can make some inferences. I would argue that given that the end result of this episode is to shake up the status quo, much like last season's finale, Mm -hmm. I would argue that Will's decision to leave is actually about Grace and his relationship. Oh, to me it felt like he was taking himself out of the equation to, like, punish her. Because he blamed her for losing his job. and I didn't get that at all, but I want you to say more about that. Well, that's the thing is, that's how it felt for me, is that he was just so angry with her that he's like, fuck you, I'm leaving. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely felt like very like betrayed by that. Like, that's not Mm. Will Truman. Interesting. Will and Grace are the two best friends that anyone could have. Like, (laughs) you can't just leave. That's not how this works. Like, I could see, sure, take a break, take a vacation, but don't go anywhere without telling Grace they didn't do the chicken dance to keep the plane up. (laughs) See, I actually read it a totally different way. I read it as kind of an extension of the finale from last season, where Will and Grace realize their relationship isn't working, mm-hmm. and they make a dramatic change to get further apart. I saw this as kind of the same thing without actually talking about it. Mm. Will internally thinking about it and realizing, you know what my problem is right now? You know why I lost all these pillars of happiness? It's this friend that I have. Mm. It's Grace. And that's why he decides to not include Grace and to go somewhere where Grace isn't. Mm. And change his life because he's not seeing that the problems he has are his problems. He's only seeing that he has problems and Grace is at the cause of them. If he hadn't brought Grace to dinner, none of this would have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and I and obviously like from a cause and effect standpoint, like that's true, but I think he's projecting too much into it. I think that definitely both of us are seeing a consistent thread of him holding Grace accountable for his own issues. Mm -hmm. And I guess I'm really glad that this time he didn't include a weirdly tender kiss on the mouth. Yes, that is is true. Like last season finale. Hashtag improving. (laughs) Hashtag feminism. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. Just to me, it felt very intentionally hurtful to just Mm. leave her. That's true. 
Like, I can understand... There's no way he can make that decision without knowing it would hurt her. Right. Like, that's the thing is, like, I... I read it as intentional, but even if it wasn't intentional, like, he had to know that by leaving, he was hurting her. Mm-hmm. And, like, even if he thought it was, like, for the best or whatever. Right. But, like, that's, to me, just kind of harkens back to the whole real problem I have with Will in this episode to begin with, is that he keeps making these decisions without grace. Yes. And so, like, rather than talking with her, being like, I feel like our relationship has gotten us to a weird point where now I'm, like, losing jobs over it. Mm-hmm. Instead of, like, talking that out, instead he's just yes. like, I'm fleeing the country, bitch. Like... You know what? I think I actually, I'm I kind of pinning it down. I think Will's problem is that he thinks he makes bad decisions when Grace is involved. Or Grace mm. causes these problems of his. But, like, the problem with this episode is actually that he makes decisions because of Grace himself. Mm-hmm. Instead of making decisions after talking to Grace. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, he has it all backwards. The mm-hmm. problem is not that he is too connected to Grace, it's that he is not connected enough to Grace. Oh, no. I think I absolutely agree with that. I think he thinks... I think he thinks he knows what is best for everyone. Yes, but especially Grace. But especially Grace. And so where Grace is concerned, he makes all these decisions for her rather than with her. Yes. And, like, this is a weird thing to mention, but, like, that kind of reminded me of this weird old Vlogbrothers video. I don't think it's that that old. But it's Hank Green talking about his marriage and how Mm -hmm. to make his marriage work because he's been married for like 10 years. Right. And he was explaining like one of the big things in his relationship was learning not to assume that you know what the other person wants at all times. Because Mm. when you do that is when a lot of problems arise. That's really true. And I definitely feel like that's very true in this episode, particularly for Will, because he just assumes that Grace is going to be unhappy to find out that Ben is sleeping with someone else. Mm -hmm. And that Grace is going to be unhappy. And he assumes that Grace is going to want him to stand up for her and quit his job. Yes. So he does all these things under the assumptions of what Grace wants and then discovers that's not what Grace wants. And then... And then freaks out because he's made all these bad decisions. Right. And, like, rather than try and stick it out and fix it and figure out the problem, Especially when, like, Grace is like, well, just get your job back. Right. Like, Like, we'll we'll do the whole, like, binging on Krispy Kremes thing and then we'll fix it. Yeah. And he's just, like, not willing to participate in that because I think... For him also, getting Grace involved would be almost like a failure. Yes. And I think it might be a, a little bit of that, like, good little gay boy complex. It's almost, it's very similar to, like, the model minority of, like, having to be, like, perfect at everything. Right. Because you've already got this one strike against yep. you sort of situation. So, like, to me, it feels like if he goes to Grace to, like, actually fix the problem, mm-hmm. then inherently he will have failed. Right. Because he needed to go to Grace to fix the problem. Yeah. Okay. So I think I have I have one last topic that I'd like to talk about for sure. this finale, and then we're gonna wrap things up. Um, I want to talk about what we think it means, having said all that, that Ben Doucette follows Will to Caribbean Paradise, and Will does manage to get what he wants in a certain sense, which is his job back and a promotion. First of all, does that actually hold up through previous or future episodes, as best you want to disclose? And second of all. What are the implications of the fact that Will actually gets a little bit of what he wants by doing the wrong thing? I don't want to give spoilers as to what happens, but <laughs> he is employed. Okay. I will say that. But I really don't agree with that. With that premise of him getting what he wants by doing all the wrong things. Okay. Tell me more. Well, mostly because I hate Ben Doucette. <laughs> okay. But I mean, like... Let's take your personal feelings out of it, though. <laughs> like, let's, move on. T- let's take back for a second <laughs> if i was on a caribbean island hiding from my entire life and responsibilities and my boss showed up 
I would flee the country. I would be terrified. See, this is different for me because if my boss showed up and I was on a Caribbean island, we would have some fun. Well, you have a fun boss, though. I do have a fun boss, Like, yes. my, my boss is, like, is fun, but, like, not, like... Not uh, Caribbean island fun. Not, like, go out and get drunk on a Caribbean island fun. Right. Like, uh, oh, we might go get a beer after a long meeting kind <laughs> of fun. Right. So, yeah, no, so that, to me, like, I was... I can't even relate to any realism anymore <laughs> because, like, I'm going, nope, nope, I can't believe you're here, Stephanie. Like, nope. But, I mean, what he wanted was his job back. That was what Grace was saying. You know, mm-hmm. stay here and we'll figure it out and we'll get our job back. And somehow he gets his job back anyways. And he gets a promotion. And he gets a promotion. He's a partner. He's got a nice window. Mm-hmm. He does have to deal with Karen, as it turns out. Yes. Well, that's the thing is, apparently, a little bit to me, it might be that Will is, like, such a vital part of the company because he's, a, a, like, a, a diversity Token, hire. Right. Diversity hire, yep. But also, like... He did bring in Karen's account, and if he leaves, not that Karen's the most loyal person in the world, but... That's true. He might have left, too, so... True. I mean, and, and a lot of it's probably just show practicality. Like, obviously, right. there has to be something that proves that Will is going to come back. But we didn't have to see this episode. Yeah, it could have been a cliffhanger. He could, we could have like, left him on the Caribbean island. If we remember last season, like, we didn't find out what happened with Will and Grace. They just tenderly kissed each other on the mouth. That was like, so gross. I'm still grossed out by it. It's <laughs> been, like, months. I would have been much more intrigued if uh, Will and Ben tenderly kissed on the mouth. I, no. You hate Ben Doucette so much? I hate much. Ben Doucette so much. <laughs> I mean, like, the only good thing about Ben Doucette in this entire episode is him showing up with two pina coladas. Oh, and, like, I hate pina coladas. Okay, they're disgusting because coconut is gross and I don't know why anyone eats it Anyways. or drinks it. But, like, and then they have the nice conversation about the pina colada song where mm-hmm. it's like, do you like pina coladas? And he's like, no, I prefer getting caught in the rain <laughs> or whatever. Will is really chill about his boss showing up out of nowhere. I mean, admittedly, he's chill about it because he just talked to his boss and I'm never coming back, click. And then his boss, like, strolls out of the... <laughs> Wilderness Jungle Beach? The Wilderness Jungle Beach. The Wilderness Jungle Beach, which is the name of my new reggae band. (laughs) Wouldn't it be better if it was uh, Wilderness Jungle Beats? Like the the Beatles of reggae. Yes, we're the Beatles of reggae. (laughs) I'm so white. I don't even know. Like, you don't even know. You will see on the video episode we were doing soon, but I am translucent. (laughs) I do not belong in a reggae band. Uh, but yeah, so what do you think about Will getting what he wants, despite everything? I just, I don't know what to say about it, because it's, and maybe it's a, the thing with this show is it could totally be a throwaway. It could totally just be set up for him to come back to New York and get his job back and be fine. Or it could be set up for Will to just, like, continue on this path of thinking that he can make decisions himself. Mm. Which would be an interesting tactic for the show to go, especially with him and Grace still living apart. Mm. And Jack living with him now. That's a whole new dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um... Jack's been trying to move into that apartment since literally day one of the show. He literally has. And he made it. And don't forget, when the place is a rockin', don't come it's a knockin'. The pad. The pad! That's what it was! I couldn't think of it! It's called, they're called pads in the knots. Are they really? No, but in the 90s they were. That's so pad weird. Pad was such a trendy 90s word. It was like a bachelor pad? Yes. Like, that's why? It was exactly like well, that. Well, anyways, when the pad is, is a rockin', don't come a knockin'. Yes. And the pad is always rockin'. <laughs> but I mean, to have that dynamic be so different with, you know, a... A really independent Will, or, you know, quote, independent. Mm-hmm. Like, Will making his own decisions and shoving out Grace and pushing Grace away and living with Jack. Mm-hmm. Like, I would be really intrigued to see where that goes. I'd be sad, mm-hmm. but I'd be intrigued. I mean, I don't want to make any promises. It's been a long while since I watched the show, mm-hmm. so my memories of season three are uh, vague at best. Okay. But, yeah, um, I, I just, 
Mm, it was a weird conclusion for me. Mm-hmm. It was like a cliffhanger, but not really a cliffhanger. It was definitely less weird than last season's finale. I think nothing can be more weird than a tender <laughs> kiss on the mouth between two platonic friends. Who, who are, are sad about breaking up. Who are sad about breaking up. <laughs> uh, when this show ends, should we tenderly kiss on the mouth? And then break up? Yeah. <laughs> and yes. never speak again. Yes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> so coming up in about four years, uh, folks. So uh, now we've finished watching season two. We watched two whole seasons of the show. Uh, what do we think about season two? It's definitely step up. Yes. I think that... A lot of it was great because it was really getting into the groove of the will and graceness that mm-hmm. I know and love. That being said, there were a handful of duds in this season. There were more duds than I remember from season one. Like yes. season one had episodes that were problematic more than it had like right. duds. Yeah. So like this season had like a cup, like a sprinkling of problematic episodes, but then a few duds. Yeah. So. Like there was the one that we disagreed on. There yes. was, um. Remember Polk defeats Truman? Ugh. Fucking Harlan. Oh my god, remember how much you hated Harlan? I still hate Harlan. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Witch, witch, witch. witch. Harlan! <laughs> um, Sorry, I was just trying to like laugh for dogs here <laughs> in that last laugh. <laughs> and well, and for you, there were a lot of episodes that featured uh, Ben that you didn't like. Uh, ben is kind of like your Harlan. Ben is my Harlan. I just I just don't connect with him, and I, I don't want him there. But I also like that this episode had a lot more gay episodes. It did. It was very gay. It had the episodes with Michael, mm-hmm. finally. Yes. Um, that was nice to see. We met Michael. Um, it had the episode where they get the gay kiss. Gay kiss. Gay kiss. Um, it had the episode where Jack comes out to his mom. Yeah. A lot of them were Jack-related, There was obviously. a lot of Jack. Jack and Karen kind of were better this season, yes, I think. Yes, I agree. They really kind of came into their own, mm-hmm. had their own silly plot lines and yep. silly characteristics and silly subway touches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rosario was a great addition to the plot. I fucking love Rosario, and she just, I forgot how funny she is in this mm-hmm. season, and she's just amazing. Like, I love her so much. I love her and Jack's little relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm almost sad to see their marriage end. Yeah. Maybe they can always get remarried. Maybe. Maybe that's what the new seasons in the future Straight remarriage is legal. Yeah, straight me marriage is me marriage. <laughs> straight me marriage is very legal. <laughs> me marriage, <laughs> marriage when you're alone. <laughs> oh, what was your favorite episode this season? My favorite episode. My favorite episode. I really enjoyed Girls Interrupted, and I also really tell enjoyed... everyone which episode that was. Girls Interrupted was very recent. It was the one in which Val comes back and her and Grace fight. Because Val steals her snow globe. And it's also the one with the ex-gays. Um, mm. And Jack seducing Bill, an ex-gay leader. But he's Neil Patrick Harris. Oh, Neil Patrick and Harris. And beautiful. And Karen is a pretend lesbian. It's really good. I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, I also like the one with the gay kiss. Acting out. Like. Yeah. That one just, it was just, it was fun and gay kissness. And it's beautiful. Yeah, the gay kiss one is really solid. Uh, I don't even know what fun I like. I guess. I'm trying to think of, like, the really early episodes, too. I like the ones with Debbie Reynolds. Oh, rest in peace. R.I.P. Matthew just made a cross, by the way. I didn't mean And then same. I did it when I said that he made a cross. Yeah. Just, we're very Catholic. We're so Catholic. I also really love Tina Total Lack of Sympathy. Which one was that one? Tell That's the more. one where Jack and Grace go to Antiques Roadshow. Mm. And, like, I don't remember that. I actually like that one in the moment. But, like, thinking about... I actually feel like I didn't somehow. But we'll go back to the well, tape. What was Will's... 
That was the one where Will tried to get Karen as a... Uh, um, yeah, I didn't love that one so much. But, like, in my memory, like, I remember the Antiques Roadshow parts being super funny. <laughs> so that's probably all I'm really remembering of it. <laughs> well, they did get the teapot from a lesbian thrift store. Yes. And I also love Dust Boob. Oh, Dust Boob! I forgot about Dust Boob! Dust Boob is a great one with the, <laughs> the boobs that shoot the water. The water cannon boobs are amazing. Mm-hmm. And then she ruins all those priceless watercolors. <laughs> Yeah. That was a good one. That's that's top five for yeah. me. Yeah. I feel like this, ep- this season had a lot of episodes that are that were really good. Or mm-hmm. where one half of the episode was really good. So yes. that was really enjoyable. Is that there wasn't really like a dud. I remember watching season one and feeling really on the fence about a lot of episodes. Mm-hmm. Maybe more than I thought at the time. But like in comparison to these. like Right. Like that's the thing is once you compare them you're like what the fuck was season one? Like were mm-hmm. these writers drunk? Like, yeah. I mean, that's a very common season one complaint about a lot of shows. That's true, because it's kind of like you watch the writers get their sea legs. Mm -hmm. Well, and they realize that they have a job. Yeah. So they're not just, like, writing really frantically to... Why do you write like you're running out of time? Write day and night like you're running out of time. We almost got out of this podcast (laughs) without another Hamilton reference. But we never fucking will! (laughs) Yes, Hamilton! (laughs) I regret... Letting you listen to Hamilton. Remember when you were like, why won't you listen to Hamilton, Tessie? I should have known. I should have known. You should have known. All right. Thanks so much for being with us for two seasons. Yeah. And a year, I guess. It's been almost, it's about a year. So Um, I don't want to mention my dead grandparents again, but we did delay the release of the first episode because my grandfather died. I'm just going to pass out for a few minutes. (laughs) I just mean, like, we were going to release the first episode like a year ago today, but we didn't because I had to go to a funeral. Well. So instead we released it like two weeks from now, I think. So. Everything comes full circle. The circle of podcasts. And it moves us all. Deafening silence. (laughs) Through despair and love. Let's talk about being on camera. All right, so we're going to be on camera. Candid camera. Nope. Oh. (laughs) Is that still a show? I don't care. So we're going to do a special video episode. Yes, we are. We're going to do a special video episode, and we'll probably include a Q&A. So as we mentioned before, since this episode is going to be a little bit longer, but not like fully double-sized, we are going to, instead of talking about the season as a whole, give you like a super fun, like, look at us, you know, make fun of our faces getting video episodes. Getting to know you, <laughs> getting to know all about you. We will not sing that, if only because Tessie is doing a really freaky thing with her eyebrows. <laughs> I will now tell you where our social medias are. So if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at, at notacoupleshow. On Tumblr, we're notacouplepodcast.tumblr.com. We have a Gmail account. It's not a couple podcasts. A Gmail account. Send us emails there. Our show notes are on Medium, and our podcast is hosted on Mixcloud. Awesome. So yeah, comment at reply. Go to our ask box. Send us an email. Yeah. Tell us what you want to know because we want to do it for you. <laughs> and if you don't tell us, we're just gonna do whatever the fuck we feel like. And we all know how that happens and what happens. It gets and pretty it, ugly. It, things are weird, and I might rap, but I probably won't rap. We promise not to wear our pajamas. We did promise not to wear our pajamas, and I did promise to do Matthew's makeup. If, I'm not wearing makeup. If and only if he has a face full of zits. Okay, that's right. So here's hoping that he eats a lot of pizza. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to us. Um, so we're going to release an audio version of the video podcast. Yes. If that's any good, we'll see, I guess. Yeah. Surprise. Um, we'll but, surprise you. <laughs> but barring that, this is going to be our last podcast recording for a couple weeks. Yes, we're going to take a couple weeks off to regroup, mm-hmm. uh, take a break. Maybe make some upgrades. Maybe, but we don't want to promise anything, but hopefully. You'll hear about it first on all of our social media accounts. Which you can follow by rewinding this, writing down the names, <laughs> and going to them. Once again, I'm Matthew. I'm Tess. 
And this has been Not A Couple. Bye-bye. This episode of Not A Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow. Thanks for listening to season two, Eliza. Meow. See you in a couple weeks. This episode was sponsored by Bad Decisions, the premier gay Caribbean resort. Run away from all your problems straight to Bad Decisions. We will tell your boss where you're going and fly them here directly. Pina Coladas and your boss showing up.